0: Today, we're in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. Read along with me. We're going to do the first two commandments. It says this, You must not have any other gods but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind of image, or anything in the heavens, or on earth, or in the sea. And you must not bow down to them or worship. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, who will not tolerate your affections for any other God. Pause there for a second. So God starts off with these first two commandments, and he goes, first, don't worship any other gods but one, me. Basically, this is kind of similar to the vow I made on my wedding day. I said, hey, there's one woman that I love, and it's my wife, and I just love her. And so this first commandment is based in love, and it's God saying, look, I want you to love one God, worship one God, worship only me. Second, the second one's also based in love, God's saying, look, look, don't make another idol. Don't make another God. Don't create some false God and worship this idol. Now, both of these commandments you might look at and be like, oh, all right, Barrett, I look at this list of the 10 commandments, some of those, they're a little hard, okay? Lying, that's hard to keep, okay? Honoring my mother and father, that one's pretty hard. But let me tell you, okay? I have never bowed down and worshiped an idol, okay? I don't have a little idol in my closet and go, and bow down, okay? I don't do that, okay? So when you think of idols, probably some pictures of things you think of are this. So go ahead and throw up a picture of the idol that we have here. So maybe you think of it like this. Okay, this is an idol some people worship. This is this is an Indian god. Uh, I don't even remember the Indian god is or that it is. This is an elephant god. It's, it's got multiple You actually know Ganesh? Ganesh. They should create an easier She's idol to pronounce. But that is an Indian god that they worship, and it's got multiple arms, and it looks like it has an ear on top of its ear. Okay, so yeah, maybe you've seen the idol where they have like Buddha in a restaurant, and he's like, yeah. and it's. Yeah, if you, if you like, have this little idol in your restaurant, apparently, like, it yeah. makes you have more, like, money or it's, like, good luck. All right, let's show another one we got here. This is on Easter Island. Maybe you seen this one? Somebody in another service said, Oh, Barrett, it looks like you because it's got a big nose. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Hur- hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. So maybe you think of, like, a bunch of people around here, like, dancing, like... With hula sticks and like fire, like, and then they're just like dancing around. Okay, maybe think of this one <laughs> The King, right? The King from Burger King, right? Maybe you think of people worshiping the King, like, oh, great right King, we worship your baconator. Maybe you think of people worshiping bacon, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people worship bacon, who knows? Maybe they're like, they, they, they pray to the Bacon King, and they're like, oh, Bacon King. We pray to your number five bacon combo okay. with all of your glorious bacon. And then maybe, maybe people do that. I don't know. Take the, he's creeping me out. Take him down. Ugh. Imagine like that guy in your closet. Like you open your closet. Ah! He's just like, I was just scared. I had Ronald McDonald up there, but he was too scary. He was like the, the clown from Ronald Ugh. Yeah, I need to get that out of my head. Puppies, 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 puppy bowl. Yeah, sorry, I'm good. Shh. But I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Barrett, I have never bowed down to an elephant god, okay? and pray- I've never bowed down to a big-nosed st- wooden sta- like stone statue or I've never bowed down to the king and prayed to bacon, okay? I've never done that before. Bacon is great, and I eat it, but I don't pray to it. So these commandments are easy for me to keep. I don't worship idols, but check this out, okay? Idols are this. Listen to what idols are. Anything that takes the place of God is an idol. Anything that takes the place of God. So imagine in your heart that there's a bunch of shelves or pedestals, okay? So there's shelves. And on the top shelf is the most important thing in your heart, the number one place. And then there's number two place and three and four. And, And the thing that is the most important to you in your life most important, the most central thing is on the top shelf, the number one place. And on that place is where God should be. He should be the most important thing in your life, the thing that all your life is based around. That's where God belongs. And I'm sure if I give you a list of the most important things in your life, most of you would be like, yeah, you know, God's number one, maybe family's number two, friends, school, whatever. You make the list down. Maybe school would be at the bottom. I don't know about you, but maybe, maybe school would be like last, all right? Maybe like you'd be like, I don't think school made my list, okay? But maybe it'd be on there. But check us out. Any time in our heart that we take that number one spot and we take God out of that number one spot and we put anything other than God number one in our life, it becomes an idol. And you might be like, well, I'm not bowing down and worshiping it. Well, you might be worshiping it with your time or with your energy or with your heart. So even though you're not physically bowing down and worshiping it, we're still worshiping it in another way. We're still worshiping in another way. So we're going to talk today about idols, three different idols that we might be putting in the place in our heart of God. Three different idols. We're talking about things. We're going to talk about people, and we're going to talk about ourselves. Three different things that we might put in the place of God inside of our hearts. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about is things. All right, things. We're gonna talk first about things. So let's talk about money. People love money, all right? People love money. And sometimes people love money so much that money is the most important thing in their mind. They will do anything to get money, they will do anything. If I were to be like, all right, I have $5, and I'm too poor, so I won't offer you $5 right now. But I'm like, I have $5, all right? Who will jump up and down and crow like an elephant? Elephants don't crow. You'd be like, I will, I will, I will. Who will eat a cockroach for $10,000? I will eat a cockroach for $10,000, right? There are game shows where literally people do nasty, gross, scary things to win money. Fear factor, because why? It's this idea of money is so important to me. I will conquer my fear or I will be mean to people, or I will you know, do these crazy stunts because I want the money. I want the money, right? Or people will work jobs where they work 80 hours a week, or where they don't have vacations, or where they do crazy things. And they're like, you know, I don't even get to see my family that much, or, or you know, I, I really don't have a social life. And the reason is because why? Money is so important to me. It's the most important thing. So I don't care about anything else. Money is so important. It is the most important thing in my life. Sometimes money can be an idol. We focus on it more than we focus on God. Maybe a hobby can be an idol. That thing can be, a ho- it can be an idol in our life. We take God off that number one spot in our heart, and we put something else, like a hobby, as the number one thing. I was watching a YouTube video about a guy who's trying to make the NBA. And he was talking, he goes, Yo, dude, you gotta understand with me, bro. And he's talking to this guy making this documentary. He goes, Listen, ball is life. Okay, when I wake up in the morning, you know what I eat? Basketball, okay? I'm like, How do you eat basketball? And he goes, I eat basketball, I breathe. (sighs) basketball. I'm like, how do you breathe basketball? You just breathe the helium, and then you're like, hey, what's up? How do you breathe that? He goes, then I go to the gym. You know what I play? I'm like, I think I know where he's going. Basketball, okay? Then after I play basketball, I go home and I play video games. You know what video games I play? Basketball video games. Then I watch the television. You know what games I watch on television? Basketball video games, or television. games okay then I go to sleep guess what I dream about basketball okay wake up in the morning oh sorry I fell asleep I was dreaming about basketball okay then I wake up in the morning and I play some more basketball and I eat my basketball Wheaties okay and guess what I'm wearing basketball shoes and I'm wearing a shirt you know what it says is life, okay? He is all about basketball, and again, I want to say something, okay? There is nothing wrong with loving basketball. There's nothing wrong with having a dream and making it to the NBA. There's nothing wrong with being focused on that goal and desiring it so much that you're working hard to achieve it. That's actually a good thing to work at something with, with ambition, okay? That's not a bad thing, but here's where it becomes a problem, okay? When you take basketball, and you put it above God. Where you are pursuing basketball so much that you take your eyes off of God and you push Him down on that scale, and you're putting God above, or basketball above God. You see what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong, because there are people in the NBA who have fought and worked so hard to be there, and they love God. And they play basketball to the glory of God, and that's awesome and they would say, I work, and I wake up in the morning, and I do breathe basketball, and I, I, I work at this, but I do it to give glory to God. I do it to give glory to God. But there are other people that just do it to be famous, or they do it for the wrong reasons. So, everything should be under the umbrella of I do it to God's glory. You see what I'm saying? If I'm going to live, sleep, eat, breathe basketball, I'm going to do it because of my love for God. God doesn't fit into the equation God should be the reason that we do all of those things. God should be the reason that we do all those things. I know some people who pray to God because they want something from God, okay? They're like, man, I want to make the NBA, so I'm going to start praying to God. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it works, right? You should love God. And then it's like, I love God. Because I love God, I'm going to pursue basketball because he made it. And it's a great thing, okay? Moving on. I know somebody else who loves gymnastics, and they have a bumper sticker, and it says, Gymnastics is everything. And I read that bumper sticker, and I'm like, am I gymnastics? Like, everything is gymnastics. Am I gymnastics? Like, I don't understand. And, and, and this idea is that, like, gymnastics is everything in life to this person, okay? well, Well, that's okay if you love gymnastics, but it shouldn't be everything in your life, because what happens if you get injured? And you can never do gymnastics again. If gymnastics is your everything... What happens when gymnastics is gone? Does that mean you don't have anything anymore? If basketball is life, what happens when you rip an ACL and you can never play basketball again? Does that mean you don't have a life anymore? Here's the problem when we take things and we place them as the number one thing in our life above God. Things break. Money goes away. You know how people say money talks? Money talks. You know what it says? Goodbye. Goodbye. Money goes away, okay? You die and money leaves you. So so if you're putting money as the number one thing, it's going to disappoint you and go away. And if you put a thing like basketball or football as the number one thing in your life, one day you have to stop playing that game. One day people will forget your name or, or, or whatever that thing is that you put so much energy and time into. It will leave you empty and wanting. Be careful about putting a thing as the number one thing in your life on that place where God should be. Next thing that we can make an idol in our life is people. We can make people an idol in our life. Here's why this is dangerous, okay? Let's say you make a celebrity the number one thing in your life, okay? I was watching a video of a girl, a little like, little, little kid, and she was crying on the floor, and the mom was like, why are you crying, honey? And she goes, I love Harry Styles so much I'm going to die. <laughs> It's like, what? You love Harry Styles so much you're going to die. I can understand this statement. I listen to One Direction so much, I might die. I can understand that statement, okay? But why would you die because you love Harry Styles so I don't understand that statement, okay? I don't get that. But sometimes we put celebrities or people we watch as the number one person in our life. And you might be like, I'd never put a celebrity as the number one person in my life above God. Well, check us out, all right? We're supposed... To look at Jesus and live the way he lives, talk the way he talks, treat people the way he does. And yet we look at celebrities on their Instagrams, or maybe we look at celebrities and read magazines about him. So check us out. Sometimes we watch the way that they talk, we look at the way they dress, we look at the way they live their lives, and we go, How can I live my life and be just like them? When really, we're supposed to be asking the question, How can I be just like Jesus? If you're asking the question, how can I be just like Taylor Swift more than how can I be just like Jesus, maybe you need to ask yourself, am I putting that person, that celebrity above Jesus? Now there's nothing wrong with looking up to someone. There's nothing wrong with that. But the question again is, are you putting that person above God? Who is number one in your life? Who's number one? Maybe it's not a celebrity. Maybe it's somebody you see every day or you're close to. Maybe it's a, girlfriend or boyfriend okay maybe you've been like you know dating someone for like a really long time like a week Okay, you've been dating someone a really long time, and you're like, maybe you're a girl, and you're like, oh, I've been dating this boy Stephen for a week, and he's my one and only, and I, I wake up and I think about him, and I text him a heart emoji in the morning, and he texts me back, K, and it's really romantic. It's like this thing we do, and you know, like, like we're just like really like, you know, and we just care about each other. And so you're sitting in class and you're staring at Stephen across the room, like, oh, Stephen, you're so cute. I wonder what he's thinking about. I just care. And your your thoughts are revolving around Stephen, okay. And guys, maybe you're waiting for Valentine's Day, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to make a really sweet Valentine's Day card out of cardboard paper. scissors, make idols and Valentines. And so you're cutting out a Valentine's Day card, you know, and you're thinking about Barbara, and you're making Barbara a Valentine's Day card. You're focused on Barbara. And it's so funny to me because girls wonder what guys think about. And so, you know, Barbara's sitting there like, oh, look at Steven; He's so cute as he flips his hair. What is he thinking about in math class? And, you know, Steven's over there like, bacon. bacon Barrett's nose is big bacon that's all he's thinking about okay he's zoned out but here's the problem okay ready for this and you're laughing but check this out right if you lift up the most important thing in your life is that boyfriend or that girlfriend that's the most important thing in your life right it's above God right that number one pedestal in your heart check this out what happens when that boyfriend breaks up with you what happens when that girlfriend breaks up with you All your thoughts revolved around that person. All your hope was around that person. What happens when they break out with you? Your heart is broken. Your hope is dashed. And and so much was invested in that relationship, and now it's gone, and they break your heart. Maybe it's not a girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe it's a best friend. And they means so much to you and they're in the place of God where you and you're like well no I don't have a friend that I worship well, well check this out maybe you think about that best friend more than you think about God and they are in a more important place than God in your heart they're in the number one place in your heart number one pedestal okay your life revolves around them what happens when you come back from summer and you get to school and that best friend isn't your best friend anymore and they don't talk to you as much anymore they move away what happens then? Do you lose your best friend? And then you're like, well, okay. You're like, okay, well, then I get a new one. But what happens when they move away? And then you're trying to fill this hole and, and try and fix this piece. But that person is never going to be perfect. That person is never going to always be there for you. They're going to let you down at some point or another. They can't always be there. They can't always say the right words. You can never have enough friends or enough people to fill the hole that only God can fill in your heart. I want you to realize that that people can't fill the hole or fill the place that only God can fill. They can't. It doesn't matter how many friends you have or how good they are. They're not perfect. They can't always be there. They can't be God. Let's talk about self. And you're like, well, Barrett, okay, I know for a fact I have never worshipped myself, okay? I don't sing songs about, you're a good, good bear, it's who I am. You don't sing songs about yourself, okay? I don't sing worship songs to me. I am perfect in all my ways. I don't sing songs about me, okay? Well, oh, really, okay? You don't put yourself as the number one pedestal in your heart? Check us out. Oh, 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 no, oh, no. Oh, okay. Check us out. Let me ask a couple questions. Number one. Anybody ever uh, spent some uh, time in front of a mirror? Uh uh-huh. yeah. You're like, yeah, I-, I love mirrors. Every time I look at them I see great things. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. They look beautiful. Mirrors are great looking. Uh-huh, How about this? Any of you uh I don't know, ever hopped on a phone and been like, Yeah, wow, man, there's this really cool thing called pictures and I love taking these. These are great. Wow, oh oh man. This filter, wow, it gives me rabbit ears. I look so cute with rabbit ears. Wow, look at all. And you flip through all those filters and you think, wow, these are fun. Why do you love them so much? Because they're pictures of you. Because you love the filters that make your face look so much fun. And you love for, you. I bet you have spent minutes and minutes and maybe even a half hour sitting on your phone going through the different ones that make your face all weird and make your voice sound all weird. Why? Because you love pictures of you, okay? If I throw up a picture of this room the first thing you look for is your face in the room because you love you, okay? We love us. That's the first thing. I, whenever we put up new pictures on the board, I know this to be true because when we put up new pictures, I go, oh, Bethany put up new pictures. Where am I? I look for <laughs> me on the board. I, I'm ashamed. It's true, okay? But check us out. You're like, well, I don't, I don't worship myself. I just you know, care about how I look a little bit. Well, When we put pictures on Instagram or Snapchat, we care about how much feedback we get, how many people viewed my story. How many likes did I get? What were the comments that I got? That's a way in which we see what is the reaction, what is the worship in a way that I got from people? What is the affirmation that I got? How many double taps did I get? How many people like me? How many people responded to me? How many people said nice things about me? We care about what people are saying about us. We want them in a way to respond to worship us. Because what you're doing is you're taking God off that number one place where he should be worshipped. And you're saying, I want people to worship me. I want people to say nice things about me. Not necessarily to say nice things about God. I care about what they say and think about me. We're putting ourselves in that place. If I were to give you a list and say, write down the most three most important things in your life. You'd probably write down, like, all right, uh, God, number one, of course, right? <laughs> of course. Uh, family, and then maybe... Uh, well, school? No, you wouldn't write school. What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know. You write down something else, like, you know, being a person or who, who knows what. But let me ask you this. If you were to write down, what do you spend the most time thinking about? What do you spend the most time doing? Most time thinking about, do you think you write down God as the most time thinking about? Most time doing, would it be reading your Bible or worshiping? Probably not. Yeah, would be pretty far down there on the list. But when you wake up, what do you think about? What am I going to eat for breakfast? What am I going to do today? Well, what would make me happy today on my day off? You don't think when you wake up, man, how can I bless my little brother? How can I make his day better? You don't think that, right? You don't think, man, how could I help my mom with chores today? That would be great on my Saturday. No one thought that yesterday. No one woke up and was like... I would love to help my dad with some yard work today. No one thought that naturally. What happened was your dad goes, you're helping me with yard work, and you're like, oh man, I don't want to do that. Why? Because you're focused on you, because you are the number one thing in your heart. we got to be careful that we aren't putting ourselves on that number one pedestal. And if we're honest with ourselves, we're putting God as the number one, maybe other people on the number two, and then maybe we're lower on the list. What are the priorities in our own hearts? And is God the number one thing in our lives? He directs all of our actions. Everything else flows out of our love for Him. Let me tell you why this is so important, guys. Because if anything else is an idol, if anything else is the top thing in our lives other than God, you will be left empty and wanting. If you try and fill that place, the number one place, with things or with people or with yourself, You'll be empty because only God can satisfy us. I'm going to show you a video of somebody that you probably have heard of. Who's heard of Tom Brady? Raise your hand. Yeah, I know, right? He's the GOAT, right? So we're going to show you a video. You can go ahead and bring it full screen. Don't play it just yet. But this is a video of Tom Brady from a couple years ago. Tom Brady, if you've never heard of him, greatest quarterback of all time, Uh, five Super Bowl rings right now, going for his sixth tonight. Um, he, he, check us out, shh, shh, shh. this is a video back when you only had three, only three, he has millions of dollars in the bank, and I want to listen, you to listen to this video of what he said about his success, They might surprise you, uh, and Tom Brady's not a Christian, and I, I don't say this to, to shame him, I want us to just watch this and listen, okay, go ahead and play it. players he's one of the nfl's great stories at the tender age of 30 he has already won three Super bowls an accomplishment that ranks him with some of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game and he's having one of the greatest seasons in pro football history when we first reported on it back in 2005 he seemed underrated and almost overlooked he doesn't have the arm of peyton manning he doesn't have tattoos and he doesn't take steroids and he's never held out for more money All he knows how to do is win. (laughs) That's what you always wanted. (laughs) You're right. You're right. It has. And I didn't think it came with all the other baggage, though. In addition to his success on the field and his sex appeal off it, there is also the $60 million 10-year contract to play with the Patriots. I mean, I'm making more money now than I ever thought I could ever make playing football. (laughs) (laughs) But with all that money, fame, and career accomplishments, we were surprised to hear this from him. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is me, I thank God. It's gotta be more than this. What's the answer? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Wow, interesting, right? And I I don't say that again to, um, or show that to embarrass him. Um, Honestly, I I watched that, and I I feel sorry for him. Um, And I I hope he finds Jesus. The guy's interviewing him, and he goes, hey, you got everything you ever wanted. You wanted money. You wanted to be the best football player in the world. You are. You wanted to win championships. You've already won three. You're going for more. Now he's won five. You know, are you happy? Are you satisfied? And he's like, honestly, I... People tell me, you know, you've made it, and I, I keep looking for more. There's got to be something else. I don't know what it is, but I, I just keep trying to fill this hole in my heart, and I just, I, I, I don't know what it is. And yet there's so many people around the world that look at Tom Brady and be like, I wish I was like him. I wish I had all this money, and I wish I was winning all these awards, and I wish if I had that, I'd be happy. And he's there, and he's like, I, I'm just not happy. See, if you make football the most important thing in your life, it might make you happy for a day. I'm sure you're going to see him if he wins the Super Bowl. When you saw him win the other Super Bowl, he's got a big smile on his face. He's happy. But at the end, it leaves you empty because football ends. And those trophies are just rings on your hand. Or that money in the bank, it's just money, and maybe you can buy a jet ski. And Jet skis are fun for a while while you're riding, but but eventually that money you can't take with you. And so he's sitting there with all that money, all that stuff. Maybe he's playing with his kids one day and he enjoys his kids. He loves his kids, but but there's something missing. And it's interesting because he uses God's name in vain. And he goes, I don't know what it is. I'm missing something, but God, I wish I knew what it is. And I'm like, you just said the answer right there. He's like, I don't know what the answer is, but God, I wish I knew what it was. I'm like, yes, right there. God, that's the answer. That's what you're missing. God is what you are missing, Tom Brady. I wish you understood God is the thing you're trying to fill with money and Super Bowl rings. And he's like, well, maybe if I fill all 10 fingers, you know, then I'd be happy. You know, 10 commandments, don't covet. No, I'm sorry. Oh, maybe if I filled all 10 fingers and he's 40 years old, still playing the game, still being like, well, maybe if I get one more ring or or 10 million more dollars, then I'll be happy. And I'm like, no, dude, you can have all the rings in the world, all the money in the world, and you won't fill that hole because the number one thing in your life should be God. And when that is there, it doesn't matter how much money you have, or how many rings you have, or if you have none, then you'll be satisfied. You'll be content. I want to show you another video of another guy. It's the next uh, YouTube video. His name is Russell Wilson. Three years ago, he played against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl, and Tom, uh, Russell Wilson's a Christian, and now he's not perfect, but he loves Jesus and he's a Christian. And I want you to listen to what he said before the Super Bowl in a tweet. This is what he said. Russell Wilson said, God must increase and I must decrease. Today is not about me. Today is not about the Super Bowl. This is the day he played. Today is about Jesus. And I worship him and the magnificent things he has done. Russell Wilson would play the Super Bowl. He'd play against Tom Brady, ironically. On the last play of the super bowl three years ago you might remember it last play though on the goal line one yard line the coaches make a decision and some people blame the coaches some people blame russell wilson but the last play of the game rather than run the ball they drop back to pass russell wilson throws the ball and he throws an interception to the other team the patriots the game's over russell wilson loses the game people blame him he's embarrassed in front of 100 million people and he loses the biggest game of his life and you'd think, oh, he'd be crushed. Football is everything to this guy. He wakes up and he lives and breathes football. He's a football player for a living. He must be devastated. And don't get me wrong, he was hurt. It did bother him because he's a competitor. But listen to what he said after the game in a tweet. He said this after the game. He said, thank you, God, for this opportunity. We'll be back next time and we'll try harder. I will never waver on who God has called me to be. All I need is you, God. Football just failed him. He failed at football. You would think his life is crushed and he's devastated. He's like, no, I I am disappointed, but honestly, the number one thing in my life is God, and I still have him. He hasn't left me. So while football means a lot to me and I'm devastated, it hurts that I lost, I still have him. Listen to this interview, and I'll tell you when to cut it. Once Mark Driscoll starts speaking, Go ahead, but listen to Russell Wilson talk about the number one thing in his life. Go ahead and play it. My life's I would be know, without Jesus. Jesus is, is my all, he's my everything. Um, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, I, I try to do the things the right way, I try to live righteous. Um, but I'm, I'm a constant, you know, work in progress, and we all are, you know, no nobody's perfect. And that's the amazing thing about Jesus, is um, you know, he takes you for who you are, you know, and and, and so you know, for for me, you know, it's just do you, you, you hear that line Jesus is my all Jesus is my everything see Tom Brady's like man there's got to be something more there's got to be something else God I wish I knew what it is and Russell Wilson's over here and he's like there is Jesus is my all Jesus is my everything I'm putting on the number one pedestal in my life Jesus God, nothing else comes before him. Super Bowl doesn't come before him. Even my family doesn't come before him. Things don't come before him. God comes first. I want you to leave with this thought in your mind. Idols will leave you empty, but God will never leave you. If you're taking notes, write that down. Idols will leave you empty, but God will never leave you. If we try to fill our heart and put anything in the place of God, things or people or ourself, anything else but God, idols, they'll leave you empty and they'll leave you wanting more like Tom Brady. But if you fill your heart with God, and he's the number one thing in your life, he will never leave you. Will you have times of trouble? Yes. Will you have times where you're not happy and where you're sad and you're still hard? Life's hard? Of course you will. Life's still going to be hard. But God will never leave you or forsake you. I'll end with this. The Israelites had walked away from God at one point, and they'd begun worshiping other idols. And in Isaiah chapter 44, God speaks to them, and he says this. He says, why are you worshiping these other idols? Don't you know that I'm the one who created you? Don't you know that they they can't help you like I can help you? They don't love you like I love you. They don't have the power like I have the power. They don't speak like I speak. They don't listen like I listen. Love me and realize that I can help you. God doesn't tell you to make him the most important thing in your life just for his benefit. He's telling it to you for your benefit too. It will be better for you if you worship God and put him first in your life. Because if you worship idols and put them first, it's going to leave you empty and hurting. Don't put other things in your life first. Put God first. All right, let's pray. Father God, we love you. We worship you today. I pray that we put you first in our lives, that you are the most important thing, and that we recognize, Lord, that when we put other things ahead of you, we're going to be left empty and wanting, but you are the most important thing in our lives. We love you, God, and we thank you for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. And Everybody said... Amen. Amen.